All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. The theme is uh, songs that associate with the sweetness because today we're getting ready for the Sweet 16. How sweet it is starts up tonight. As a matter of fact, I believe we're like an hour away from this. We're like 20 minutes away. 20, 20 minutes, minutes away, away yeah. from the uh, the start of the uh, the tournament and the Sweet 16. So we'll get to uh, some Texas basketball conversation here uh, because there are a couple of stories. Uh, the statesman has a story about Rodney Terry um, and some of the head coaching vacancies around the country. Uh, also, we'll get to Dickie V calling out the University of Texas, and we'll start to break down and preview this Texas Xavier matchup a little bit too. Um, you can always be a part of the show. Specs text line is the best way to do it 512-337-3776 uh rog round the day coming up next there are rumors of a possible trade happening in the nfl that if it is the right trade partner could rock the league in my opinion to its core we'll talk about that coming up in rog rant of the day also there's clarification on <laughs> who kinfolk might have been who represented lamar jackson and um, reached out to teams, which actually was against the CBA. So, uh, yeah, yeah vi- violated the NFL CBA to reach out to teams because the person that reached out to these teams was not certified by the NFL Players Association to be an NFL agent. So we have a little bit more clarity on that situation. We were wondering who could have been the person reaching out. Patrick's theory. What was your theory about the Lamar Jackson kinfolk representative reaching out to NFL teams? I was hoping it was him just doing a different voice. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out I I don't think that's going to be it. Actually, I wanted that to be true. Look, I was still believable until they found out information. (laughs) 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 Until they found out information about who this this other person is. It could have still been true because he could have just used the name. That's a good point. Actually, unless we get some deep diving, we go kind of Tom Pelissero had blown up who this guy is. Oh, does he have details? about his life and stuff? Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's a real Tom person. Tom Pelissero knows this right. is a real person. He cyber-stalked him pretty fast. All right, yeah. I, I imagine. because I, I was looking Hart at somebody on fr- Facebook Hart, yeah. looking for him to see Hart, who he is. As soon as I said today, Hart started, he started cyber-stalking. Too, so I know. guess everybody well, cyber-stalked this guy. that's because Hart knows everybody. So he's like, <laughs> you know the, the eight degrees of Kevin Bacon? He's eight degrees of Hart. He's like, I bet he can get a hell of a hold of this guy within three phone calls. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to oh, I bet he could. I'm going to try to find out for us. Well, if you can, try to find him an agent. I'm getting in touch with him. <laughs> or recommend Laramie Tunsil to be his agent, apparently. Exactly. Were you say Laramie Tunsil was on Pat McAfee today? Yeah, he was on Pat McAfee I'm today. I'm going to check that out. So he was his own agent, but then he had like a guy that he, he talked to. He had an advisor. To. He had an advisor. Yeah. I think Lamar Jackson's got to have an advisor, right? Well, and, and what, Laramie, what Laramie Tunsil told him is, hey, man, hit me up. I'll give you, I'll give you my contacts, my guy's information, and you can work with my guy who just got me to be paid the highest left tackle in the in the I'm NFL, surprised it hadn't happened. Why, why aren't you ever. talking to my guy? Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. I, I mean, I wonder. That's a good point about the advisor. I do wonder who's the advisor for Lamar Jackson. I know he's got one. But well, do, do you see it, what the what the tweet from Tom Pelissero says this guy is? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, uh, right. it, it, what does he say? He is he is a Florida man. Already a good start. 
who most recently was pitching a home fitness invention. He doesn't say it's a Florida man on the tweet, does he? He says Ken Francis is a Florida man who oh, most no. recently was pitching is, a home fitness invention. That was That is intentional. Everybody knows well, Florida no, man is a thing. But wait. He definitely put Florida man there on purpose. A Florida man calls Florida NFL na- teams. You could have said Florida native. A Florida native. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right, right, right. That's, that's true. You, Florida man a is. A Florida man. Yes. It is It is in our like lexicon now. Everybody knows yeah. Florida man and what it means yeah. in the modern pop Matter culture sense. Matter of fact, sense. they do a segment on Light the Tower. Florida man. Everybody knows a Florida man. There's going to be a Light the Tower tomorrow. Exactly. Florida man man tries to negotiate nine-figure contract. (laughs) Florida man. That is fantastic. Well, here's the thing. In defense, Lamar Jackson is from Florida, so he too is Florida man. (laughs) No, you want to be a a Florida Florida native. You want to be a Florida native. (laughs) I want to be a Florida native. Yeah, I'm talking about kids' friends is a Florida man. That is not cool, Tom Pelissero. We know what that means. There's an underlying context I got jokes. I got jokes. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. I love it. All right, we'll get to some NFL news notes and nuggets coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock, gentlemen. Let's get to the uh, the Longhorn-related stories here. Go behind the burnt orange curtain first. Uh, Let's start with the Austin American Statesman story. Uh, and then we'll get to uh, Texas Xavier. Remember, we still got another day to break down that matchup. But it was reported today by the Austin American Statesman. Um, and I believe it was Kirk Bowles, but it says here, just told the Austin American Statesman. So uh, it did say that Terry Rodney Terry, interim head coach Rodney Terry, is being pursued for head coaching openings at Penn State and at Cal. A source with knowledge of the situation told the Austin American Statesman on Wednesday. So he is now being he's now sought after. Uh, we know that, and that should have been the case. He's a coach of the year, so sports sporting news coach yep, of the year. Yep, yep. Oh, Shaka just won a coach of the year yes, award he too, did. didn't yes, he? he did. I forget what it was. Uh, I, it. I think it was a, uh, a writers' association. Uh, was it the College Basketball Writers Association? You may be correct, but it I could do have be. It, I believe so that hold. might be it. Um, but if I'm if I'm wrong, he won one of the coach of the year awards. Hell, I believe the last three coaches at Texas have been a coach of the year. Then at <laughs> so some point, that's right. That's right. <laughs> some point, some uh, sometime or another. You are correct, my friend. Right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Everybody wins when you. Hey, it's Texas, him. baby. We're trying to get the best. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll say this because uh, this story also relates to the Dickie V story, so we might as well kind of throw out both of these, and then we can uh, discuss uh, the both topics because I think they are interrelated, of course. What um, Dickie V also came out today and had some harsh criticism for the University of Texas overall. I guess the decision makers, if you want to call it that, because his tweet that he threw out, he put out a tweet. And remember, he's been very vocal, even in his broadcast, about the uh, the lack of urgency on the part of Texas to remove the interim tag from Rodney Terry and give him the head coaching job. Um, he believes he's done more than enough to earn that job. Here is a tweet that he put out there <clears throat> today. And there's a lot of all caps in here. Uh, and there was a texter earlier that had a great tweet, and I meant to read it earlier, and I didn't text her. It was fantastic because I said, <clears throat> you know, Dickie V puts off this tweet at Dickie V. A uh, lot, lot of all caps in here, but not the whole thing's not all caps, but a lot of it. And, and it's, it's um, I don't know, it's, it's strange, like the all caps. Like I don't know if he's trying to right. overstate something or if he's trying to, you know, have a, a basically – uh, a very emphatic statement. Like, it's really tough to tell. Or if he just had the caps on and just forgot about it. It's up there That kind you. of thing. There you go. You um, he had the text says, all caps is the only way Dickie V talks. So <laughs> that actually is fair. That makes perfect sense now as to why there's all caps in there. Anyway, so all caps, lack of class by Texas Athletic Board. Then we go back to, you know, lowercase. I can buy waiting until the end of the regular season. 
on the status of at Rodney Terry. So he does tag Rodney Terry in the tweet. However, continue the tweet. However, after winning, all caps winning. All right. So to me, it sounds like the Charlie Sheen winning. And then he tags at the Big 12 Conference in it. As after winning the Big 12 Conference title, he, and this is all caps again, deserved, uh, lowercase, all caps, multi-year deal. All caps. Mm. Well, I think that all caps is on purpose. It's just kind of sporadically thrown out all throughout the, t- the tweet. Then he adds Texas men's basketball, so he tags them. Then he tags ESPN PR in the tweet. So like, hey, man, if y'all got a problem with what I said, y'all can handle it in the <laughs> PR department. And then he adds ESPN, so he wants his bosses to know, hey, I, I made this statement in case y'all got a problem with it too. So he wants everybody to know. What he did. Texas yeah. men's basketball, Big 12 Conference, Rodney Terry. I'm surprised CDC's not in here. That's yeah, the only one he missed. Yeah, he missed that one. He missed I, I CDC. Don't, I don't know if Dick Vitale knew. To see. <laughs> I don't, I'm not I, sure he knows the ADs for all these schools. Nah, that's a good point. He, yes, he, says Texas, he says Texas Athletic Board. Yeah, so I guess that's CDC. Yeah, yeah, that's CDC, that's you. Yeah. CDC. <laughs> CDC. CDC, I believe you are Texas Athletic Board. That is you he's talking to right there. He just In case you it. missed it. In case you missed it. <laughs> In case you missed it. He's talking to you, CDC. Uh, let me just say this. First of all, I do think it is, at this point Rodney, it is Rodney Terry's job. I think he is the front runner for the position. I do think ultimately he's going to get the job because he's going to win another game. We'll get to breaking down Texas Xavier. Yeah. I think he's going to win the game, get to the Elite Eight, and then leave even you know uh, less doubt than there already is that he's the guy. I like that. I don't think you can do anything now, though. It's just too, you don't want to you don't want to disrupt, discombobulate the mojo of this team. This team is they are just really playing well, and they just got this really great vibe with them. And I don't want to disrupt that. It's just and that stuff is too fragile. You don't want to mess with that. So I understand not doing anything now. Now, if you were going to do something after the Big Twelve Conference Tournament, should have did it then. If you were going to do something after the regular season, should have did it then. But I'll say this. And this is kind of my butt on the whole thing. The Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, size, Cardi B size, making the stallion size butt. It is it's a kind of a known, I don't know if it's something that is factual, but it is considered to be more like, I don't know, folklore, or at least uh, it is believed that most athletic directors out there, they have this magic list of coaches they want to hire yep. for every job, for every different sport. Absolutely. And they, and they carry that one. with them like Robbie carries his notes around every damn where. Mm-hmm. These are my guys. I got a list. It's probably on their phone now. And it, it is my belief that if that is indeed true, that every athletic director has a list of great coaches they want to hire for every job, that it is fair to say Rodney Terry was not on CDC's list to start this to start the season. He was not on that list once the crisis happened with Chris Beard. It is fair to say that Rodney Terry probably wasn't put on that list at the top of it until he won the Big Twelve Conference tournament. That's fair. And, I, 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 there, there's right? nothing wrong with that thought process either. There's nothing wrong with that theory. And, I, and I, I agree case, with you one hundred percent. If that's the case, then it's been how long? Three weeks? Two weeks? Two, a little over two weeks or something since the Big 12 Conference Tournament? Three, 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 three weeks, weeks, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Hadn't been that long. Yeah. So I could see, and, and like I said, maybe this has already happened, but my theory is that he's got a list. Rodney Terry wasn't on the list. Rodney Terry just got put at the top of that list once he won the Big 12 Conference Tournament, and CDC said, you know what? Man, he might have what it takes. Yep. I got to I got to ser- seriously consider Rodney Terry to be at the, t- the front runner for this position, and I think now he is that, but... For those who want to criticize CDC for not acting sooner, my thought process is he really just started considering Rodney Terry to be the guy. 
I can agree with you on that. I think I think your scenario and the thought process could be very spot on. And I I was under that impression as well. And you and I didn't even really start diving into this until it started to get later when we started seeing the wins. We started seeing the reaction from the players. We thought he did a great job of being able to hold this together because let's not forget they had to play a game that night when Chris uh, Beard got arrested yeah, and was being suspended. Yeah. They had to go out there and play that night true. and be able to handle their business and then regroup and still handle their business throughout the season, finishing second overall in the Big 12 and then going to win the Big 12 championship. And everybody at the very beginning, the question was, what do you think? What do you think it's going to be? How do you remember? Uh, how are you – going to be able to keep this job? What does he have to do? And everybody set the parameters. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, well, he's got to win a couple games in the Big 12, I mean, in the uh, tournament because, you know, Chris Beard would have taken us. We don't know exactly where Chris Beard would have taken us. We, We don't know that. But what we've seen is this team rally around a coach and they're playing for a purpose. And if you listen to any of Rodney's, Coach Terry's um, interviews, he always says, these guys came back Mm -hmm. to play for a national championship. That's why we have a lot of these guys back at this university, and they are going out there and handling their business. Yes, there is coaching going on. We heard Vic Schaefer talk about that, and I believe that all of those guys have been taking the coaching and making the adjustments. I saw a video the other day. They showed him showing the clips. In the uh, locker really? room, they showed yeah. a video during the halftime, during the halftime wow. and saying, this is what you guys are mm. doing. This is where it is. And this was in the tournament. And that was the beautiful part about it. And I was like, okay, this dude has got this thing figured out. So these guys are playing for him, and he's been able to keep everybody engaged with what the plan is, and that's playing for a national championship. That's a really good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll just put in that I think what they've done of growing as a team yep. throughout the season to fix problems and to grow and to when we saw Jabari Rice step <laughs> out from a role where it was bent to be more of, you know, the, the other guards. And then when Tyrese Hunter was struggling, Jabari Rice stepped into that role. We saw when Timmy Allen struggled, other guys would take over. And now seeing in the tournament, Dylan DeSue being yep. stepping in as a guy. Yep. That takes a lot of coaching to get a team to switch kind of what you do overnight like that. That's not super easy to do because you have plays, as much as it doesn't look like they're running plays at points, there's a lot that goes into, hey, we're we are a guard-focused team not going inside out, and now we are clearly going into the Sweet 16, a inside-out team. There's a lot that goes into it, and I think he's done a great job throughout this season of kind of shifting, whereas a lot of other coaches don't necessarily do that, especially in college. It's much more of it's my way or the highway. And I and, and it's not just Rodney, it is the entire staff. No doubt. Mm-hmm. On the the coaching staff has just done a really, really good job. So I think if you are worried about anything, I think if you're CDC, you should have probably already made this decision by now, because isn't that hard? And you should also be focusing on keeping as much of this staff together as you can. Yep. That's a great point too. The staff and I guess is the, the most important part to it, me too. Yeah, and yeah. and to to Patrick's point, you know, the, I guess the 
the sooner you would make you would make that move. And maybe this goes to your theory, Horace, that behind the scenes it already has happened. Right. That we just aren't privy to that information. Um, that yeah, the the co- the coaching staff and the stability. Um, of as much stability as you can um, keep, you'd like to, because you're going to have a lot of turnover just on the roster alone, um, and you'd like to try to keep some stability with the coaching staff because you've already had turnover. I mean, that's yep. Chris Beard out and Rodney Terry in. So, yeah, that's a great point. So, I, I think, listen, I think it's Rodney Terry's job pretty much to lose. Yep. Uh, there is a chance that, that, like I said, that list that CDC has, he still wants to explore that list, probably has already been exploring that list, uh, and that he still wants to do his due diligence. And, by the way, that's his job. Yeah. So for anybody yeah. to criticize, like, oh, he shouldn't even be interviewing anybody else. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, you that's need to a, interview everybody. Yeah, exactly. You even if you know everybody. Rodney yeah. Terry is a front runner, that's great. You and I'm still, a big fan of Rodney Terry. Yes. Don't get it twisted. But yeah, you still need to interview everybody. I run a business, and we got to interview everybody. Exactly. Well, even if you know Rodney Terry's a guy, you can yeah. interview somebody else because yep. you can find out more information about mm-hmm. another program, about their staff. There are a lot of advantages to interviewing um, other candidates. Uh, but even if he's going to be the guy, and I'll say this too. I said I do think that he's gonna win. Rodney Terry's gonna win into the game, and then that's gonna he's gonna leave no doubt. Hell, I got him in my bracket going all the way to the championship. Hello, but the truth is, and I said this early, and I don't want to sound mean here. I'm not trying to sound mean because I lo- I love Coach Terry. I think he's done a fantastic job, and everybody who knows him personally that I've talked to talk about him as a a great human being too. And I just tell the coach, great human being. He's in that conversation. But in terms of negotiations with Texas, Texas knows or CDC knows there's no rush to this because Ronnie Terry wants this job. He wants it yeah. bad. He's got it bad like Usher. You got it. You got it bad. He got it bad. He wants this job. He, he, no matter what job is offered to him, I don't think that honestly. I don't know if there's another job in the country that he's offered that he would just leave up and leave right now. I know. I know it sounds crazy. Yep. He wanted to retire here. Yeah. He's talked about that. Yep. He talked about that as an assistant. Yeah. You think he wants to retire as an assistant? He definitely wants to retire as the head coach at Texas. He's going to give this opportunity, all right? He's going to give it every chance, every possible chance to try to accomplish what I believe is his dream, which is to be the head coach Mm -hmm. at Texas. Now, if if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, I do think he'll end up taking over some great job because he's done a great job and proven he's a damn good coach. But they know Rodney Terry ain't going anywhere because Rodney Terry wants this gig. And there's nothing Texas can do that would be so offensive and such an affront to him that he would decide, I'm out. Right. That's too disrespectful. You shouldn't treat me like that. There's nothing they can do. Some people are like, oh, man, this is really disrespectful to Rodney Terry. It may be. He ain't looking at it like that. He wants this gig. Yeah, he he was. So he's gonna stick around. If they opened up the job interviewing process after the season was over and said, "Now we're interviewing candidates," he still would be a part of that interviewing process. He would submit his name. Yeah, and even though y'all be like, "That's crazy," he's like, "Nope." He wants this job. Yeah, he wants it. Everybody who knows Ronnie Terry knows he wants this Come job. Come on, man. Everybody who knows Ronnie Terry knows. been around this <laughs> university for a long time. He's been trying to hint at y'all that I want to yeah, be around here. I'm hey, here. I want to be here. Yeah. And hey, and they know that. And a lot of us want him here, too. I want him here, too. I agree. It's a great point. Great point there. Yep. Uh, but what we are not is, and Patrick brought this point up, and so is a texter, BMDs, yep. the big money donors. Yep. We are not big money donors. We are not big money boosters. I know some of them. They're nice people. They're yeah. great. Hey, They're great. Hey, I will say, I saw some of them celebrating the win. Exactly. I saw some of them celebrating the win in the locker room, so I know Rodney's got a relationship. And, yep. and, and I'll tell you what about that, too. As long as you keep winning, 
Hell, you gonna you gonna get all the big money boosters in your corner that you need because that's what they, that's ultimately what they really want. Yeah. It's to win so they can brag. Um, but if there is a an X factor that we're not considering, it would be the BMDs. Yeah. We just don't. Nobody knows the BMD could come in there and decide, hey, I'm writing these checks and I need to see this, and sometimes that influences decisions. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely down with that. But I'm with you. I think he's got a good relationship. He's been around so long. He knows the BMDs. That's the thing he's that really around, drives me nuts. He's got to know these BMDs. Yeah. He's been around here so hey, long. And, and that's it, the thing that the drives me guys. nuts when people are like, I don't know if Rod- Rodney's been here longer than a lot of people. He knows. Yes. Yeah. He's been. He's from the area. I mean, he <laughs> went to Angleton, but he went to St. Ed's. Yeah. And he's lived here. He coached in this community. He's been on that bench for a long time. He, he was an assistant. Recruiter. He was an assistant with Zay's dad at Bowie. Exactly. Dude knows <laughs> That's the how area. long he's been in town. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I, I, I said it. I, I think we'll all end up getting the result we want because it sounds like we all want Rodney Terry to be And everybody's always, I had, a, I had a dude hitting me up and saying, look at what he did at UTEP in, in Fresno. I'm like, would you want to go to all those schools? <laughs> no, you would not. Hey, it's we're, a lot different hey, when you're at the University of Texas to go recruit. <laughs> hey, sometimes there's recruiters, sometimes there's coaches. We know Rodney Terry can recruit, and we know he can coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yes. There's other things that are involved in being a head coach, but recruiting and coaching, not an issue I'm worried about with Rodney Terry. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, and I said, I, I, I think Patrick made a good point about, <laughs> you know, Coaches, him hiring coaches, like, oh, are these coaches going to want to stick around with Rodney Terry? That's important. That's going to be and, and, and they came, a lot of them came. Chris Beard, he has another job, exactly. So he may be trying to bring some of these guys as well. And if I if I'm CDC, I'd like to know. I probably go talk to those other coaches too. I need to know, like, hey, you sticking around? Here? I just yeah. see. I just if, see. If, if Rodney Terry's a guy, or are you going to stay here with Rodney Terry? I'd like to know. As that. a matter of fact, sure he's already I'm going doing over that there too. and saying you are staying. Hey, <laughs> if you get a, if you get a head coaching job, we get it. Yes, yep. exactly. If you get a head coaching job, we don't want to hold you back. But if you want to go to a worse school than us, yeah, give us a chance to match it. You yep. want to go to Mississippi? I don't know why you want to yep. live in Mississippi as living. opposed to living yeah. in Austin, Texas. Yep. Any part of Mississippi. Give me the most progressive, the greatest part of Mississippi, and I will take Austin all day, every day. The greatest the best, part of Mississippi. I, what is the greatest what part? What is of your the, best part? Exactly. What's the best part of Mississippi? Come on, man. I know right. that bar that Chris Beard and, and Lane Kiffin are hanging out at. <laughs> Lane Kiffin would be able to tell us, I guess. Uh, all right, there you go. Uh, so it says he. They says he is Coach Terry to me. There you go. Start That's the right. Coach Terry movement. There you go. That's right. There you go. Because yeah, the, I guarantee the players they don't call him interim. They'll say, "Hey, interim." Yeah. How you air that out? You can't tell me what to do. You interim. <laughs> exactly. You my stepdaddy. Yeah. <laughs> you not my real coach. <laughs> they yeah, don't that, say that. Yeah, no. they, they get into that. And also a great point was brought up by my man E. Hogan this morning, and I thought it was a, a valid one. CDC has a little bit of experience in – uh, and in turnover uh, from a coach after a controversy or a bit of a crisis. Remember the tennis team? Yeah. Remember yeah. the tennis coach was it, was it coach Michael Center? Center? Yeah, yeah, Coach they, Center. And then uh, the, obviously the tennis team ends up going through a bit of a crisis won a themselves. National championship. But then, yeah, they end up uh, making a run under the then interim coach. Yep. All right. And then he decided Bruce Burke, I believe is his name. Is that the, the co- coach's name? And then he ends up becoming the head coach. Yep. They removed the interim tag, I believe. Uh, but but it was at the end of the season though. It was after everything was. It was already after he had won the championship and everything. Mm-hmm. So CDC waited till all of that was said and done before removing the interim tag. And yes, it's Bruce Burke. So that is a that's a great example that he brought up on uh, B and E this morning. I thought 
may have been relevant to the conversation. No doubt. Okay. Well, we got Texas Xavier breakdown. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. We got Rod's rant of the day you coming You did good, while, by the way, of saying Xavier. Oh, I know. I practiced I, last night, too. Did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I really want. I'm an X-Man fan, so I want to go Xavier so bad, yeah. like Professor Xavier. I told no, my Xavier. nephew he couldn't come over because I didn't want to practice calling his name. Because he's an Xavier. Because he's an Xavier. Yeah, everybody yeah. got to know the X. And when you're Xavier, you don't know if you're an Xavier or a Xavier. Yeah. Huh? So it all depends on your personality, I guess. All right, we'll talk more about that uh, matchup a little bit later on in the show. We come back. We got Raj rant of the day. There are a ton of rumors. And honestly, this is so much smoke. There's got to be some fire to it about where this receiver is going to be traded to. DeAndre Hopkins right now um, is uh, considered to be on the trade market. Multiple sources, multiple reports saying he's going to be traded uh, coming up before the draft. People are even speculating. Um, one of the teams, maybe even two or three of the teams, could end up being uh, the beneficiary of his services. And if they do, I think he could be a game changer for these teams. We'll talk about that on the other side uh, right here on Ball Don't Lie on Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. There are a couple of NFL stories that are starting to uh, hit the headlines that we'll get to. We'll also, in the six, top of six o'clock, we will get to the update on Lamar Jackson's representative who was reaching out to NFL teams, his kinfolk. That's basically what it is. It, and to be <laughs> kinfolk, you ain't got to be blood relation. Right, right. You just be kinfolk. You know, it means somebody that's close to you. And this guy, apparently he and Lamar Jackson are really close. How did this guy get all the numbers? You know what? We'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> like, how does this, this random jabroni get numbers to NFL hey, g- general managers? And, he connected, dog. He you know connected. What? I, you know what I think he got it from? I'm not joking. I'm serious about this. You know why I think this random jabroni? I know we're going to get into Raj around the day. You know why I think this random jabroni representing, and by the way, not a certified agent, representing Lamar Jackson um, while reaching out to teams on his behalf? And by the way, we'll get into why the CBA does not allow that. I think Adam Schefter or, or an NFL insider gave this random guy these execs numbers because all they want is access to reports about what's happening. And so if they can get closer to Lamar Jackson, that's all they give a damn about. Like, no, I'll give you a number. He won't know where I got it. Bro. Yeah. Take it. You got it. Done. Just don't let him know. Which but he's I denying, need... by the way. Huh? He's denying that he's contacted anybody. Oh, what? Yeah. He's no. denying the fact. Hold up. So he's Ken saying somebody Francis, else did it? Kim Francis says he's been denying Whoa. any time, any contact with anybody. So Patrick's theory is now back in play. Yes. That it was Lamar Jackson Lamar the whole time. Lamar Jackson that's using a Rando's name and then uh, find uh, out I'm that uh, he's Kim real. Kim Francis? <laughs> Ken Francis here. 
Would you like to buy the entire gym and also you can sign Lamar Jackson? Hey, you know what? That voice is better than your uh, voice of Lamar Jackson impersonating some rando yesterday. Because yeah. yesterday it was way too white. Yeah. And this time it's a little, I don't know. I can't so tell if it's white or I don't okay. know what race it is. So it's good. I think it's better. <laughs> yesterday it seemed like you would try to do a white guy's voice. It was like a Dave Chappelle white guy voice. Yeah. I thought this time I thought it was, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what ethnicity. Well, you know, I had to go to the Ken Francis voice. It's very different. <laughs> Oh man, that is that it's story, never ending. That story is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, we're getting into that story, man. We're gonna start ending. next segment. We're gonna start getting into that story. Yeah. That story is too good. Let's get into this NFL story though, because this might uh, also end up as a uh, big time uh, headline in the NFL pretty soon. So DeAndre Hopkins uh, w- wants to be traded, and it seems like the Cardinals want to trade him. Now, Albert Breer seems to be the one. Albert Breer and Pac-Man Jones, how about that, are the two sources in this story. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones and Adam, apparently he and DeAndre Hopkins are really close. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, when that's happened, but apparently they're really close. So Pac-Man Jones has a report. He's works on the Pat McAfee show, actually, mm-hmm. now. And that's why he is now considered to be a member of the media. But I digress. So they apparently, reportedly, I should say, the, the Cardinals won a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. And another asset. Second round pick and another asset. So maybe a starter or maybe a draft pick, whatever. Uh, but it looks like the market, whatever that means, Albert Bruce reported the market's only willing to deal maybe a fifth and a sixth round pick for Ginger Hopkins. And how about this? To me, you know, if that, if that is the case, a fifth and a sixth round pick, you know who's setting that market? The Cowboys. Uh, thank you. Give it up for the Cowboys. Cowboys letting you know, Last man. year, they misread the damn market so bad. They traded a number one wide receiver for a fifth-round pick when everybody else is trading their number one wide receivers for first, multiple first and second-round picks. And you had a young wide receiver traded for a fifth-round pick. This year, they're actually playing the offseason so well. They're so savvy. They're actually are now setting the market. Oh, yeah. For wide receivers on the trade market. Cowboys. Hey. I said, I don't know Jerry Jones. This has got to be weekend at Jerry's, man. I think they're doing a weekend at Bernie's <laughs> kind of thing. They trotting Jerry Jones around. There's no way Jerry uh, Jones is making these decisions. I love it. But anyway, getting back to I it. I love okay. it, though. So they're saying he's going to go for a fifth or a sixth because that's more the Brandon Cooks price tag. And that's closer to what he's going to go for in the, you know, the trade market. Um, Hopkins is set to earn, I think, like uh, thirty-five million or something like that over the uh, next couple of years. He's going to be a huge salary uh, cap hit as well, much bigger salary cap hit as well. Uh, but he's really productive. He's been going through some injuries. He had the suspension because of PEDs, but I still think he'll be highly coveted. But here are the teams that are interested in DeAndre Hopkins, and I thought this was good. So Pac-Man Jones, who's really close with Hop with Nook, he says five teams uh, are in on DeAndre Hopkins. The Patriots, the Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Atlanta Falcons. Also, in addition to Pac-Man Jones's report, Albert Breer is reporting. There's another team also interested in DeAndre Hopkins, and I hope and pray, and y'all should too, <clears throat> that he does not go to this team. You better not be the Cincinnati Bengals. It ain't. Who is it? Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, that'll be a big problem. <laughs> that'll be a big problem. That'll be a big problem. Yeah, that'll be a problem. You Ooh. always talk about a cheat code. Come on, man. You got to take Kelsey on the inside and deal with that dude on the outside? Yeah. Because they just lost two wide receivers, they too. They did. Lost Juju and, and Markel Holman. Yeah, Hardman. Yep. 
And I, oh god, I know they got. I know they can work the cap space because Brett Veach is a genius as a GM. So I know they yeah. can work that out. Out of all the teams, Kansas City worries me the most. Buffalo should also be concerning. Very, Buffalo gets yep. that guy you're talking about a scramble drill where you can just chunk it up to nook yeah. like out of nowhere. He can win the 50-50s, turn them into 80-20s. That's scary. And then if listen, we don't we know Lamar Jackson reportedly wants out of Baltimore if you ask the representative who was calling NFL teams <laughs> on his behalf. But if they keep him one more year, and we all believe he's going to stick around there at least one more year with the uh, with the franchise, and maybe he'll decide won't maybe he'll decide he won't play at all and won't sign it. So that could right. happen too. Right. He could just decide he wants to go nuclear on the whole damn thing, which I hope doesn't happen because everybody loses. But Baltimore, man, Baltimore with a Lamar Jackson and a DeAndre Hopkins on the outside, yeah, that would be scary. So of all the teams that are listed, Kansas City freaks me out the most because this this yeah. will remind me of that AJ Brown trade. To the Eagles. Because they already got Travis Kelsey. They you, do. You, they got, Travis Kelsey, arguably, is the best receiving bargain in the NFL. Got to pay him like a tight end. Gives you numbers like a receiver. Like yeah, a number one yeah, wide yeah. out. He's balancing you <laughs> right? out, man. So you you got a bargain with him. And, man, they get a DeAndre Hopkins on the side. That would, that, that's going to that's gonna be a problem. That's going to be a problem for everybody in the league. This, is what, this is what they have. They got Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Toney, and Sky Moore, who obviously they're pretty excited about uh, as the wide receiver along with Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, they, if they add Nuke in there, yeah, that can be another love this, problem. Love this texter. He said it will be like Moss going to the Patriots with Brady. He also said Pac-Man Jones is a certified Chiefs hater. Why he never mentioned the Chiefs on the DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that inside info there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, obviously yeah, Randy Moss is, is in GOAT status, but yep. it would be, I mean, you talk about him going to, you know, Patrick Mahomes. It'd be the, you know, Tyreek Hill obviously was also an elite receiver. But, yeah, it, it would be reminiscent of something that impactful. Because I, I, I watched a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. So did Patrick when he was a Texans fan before he renounced his fandom. Um, and, man, I got I, watching DeAndre Hopkins, it, it was one of the it's one of the saddest yet most extraordinary, mm-hmm. mind-blowing things that you could ever watch. Watching DeAndre Hopkins put up 1,000-yard seasons and put up elite top-five wide-receiving numbers with guys like Matt Schaub, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett, Brian Hoyer, TJ Yates, Brandon Whedon, and Brock o- and Tom Savage and Brock Oswald. Tom Savage, baby. Tom Savage, baby. <laughs> These are all the quarterbacks before he got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Finally an elite quarterback, 2017. But with all those other Jags and Jabronis, he ended up putting a thousand yard seasons. He was all pro, pro bowl staff. Yeah. I mean, that is, it, it was unbelievable to watch. You, I'm telling you, because everybody doubled him. He was being double teamed on the regular. Mm-hmm. I would say he was the most double teamed wide receiver in the league because the Texans didn't have any other threats. They had Will Fuller, who got open a lot because he was in man to man coverage. When he, he was, was healthy. Dope. When they. <laughs> like you know, Patrick Tex- Goldberg, like a former Texans fan, and he remembers stalking his when ex. He those were the, those were the rough days. Cut, no, no, a real Texas fan remembered when he yeah. was healthy. When he was yeah. healthy. When what he do you play? Healthy. Four or five games a year? Uh, yeah. Maybe six. He, got, he, pushed, <laughs> say, he pushed a seven. Oh, oh, that was six, a good seven. year. Hey, if, you, if you're putting together halves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I, you're right about that. Uh, but most of the time, it was DeAndre Hopkins, man, a one man show. And I ended up coming up with a nickname for him. And my nickname 
name for D Hop all back all back then, and now I still think it may apply. Uh, it, I call him Spanx. I call him Spanx because he could take any unattractive. Uh, shapeless, malformed, misshapen, unappealing, unsightful, non-symmetrical QB and turn them into something that was productive and damn near close to being a little sexy at times. And he could do that. Mm-hmm. That's what Spanx does for a lot of these ladies out here. All right. They got, there's a lot going on down there, but just put on them Spanx and real quick like. No. Take a few inches off the waistline and make them look like a, a Coke bottle figure. You like you take them home and you be like, well, what? Black, 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 black. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold that's, up, hold up. Uh, that's not honest. Hey, that's the way it goes. It's all good. That's what DeAndre Hopkins Hit was. Hit the lights. <laughs> turn them off. Uh, Hit a Teddy Pendergraft. Yeah, turn them off. <laughs> uh, but that's essentially that. That's, when when he was not there with Matt Schaub and Case Keenum and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Mallard and Brian Hoyer and TJ Yates and Brandon Whedon and Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage, when they did not have my man DeAndre Hopkins, Spanx, oh, turn them off. Yep. I don't need to see off. it. I turned the TV off. Turn yeah. it off. I don't want to see that. <laughs> uh, so that's what I called him. And I think no matter who he goes to, and I'll say, I'm, I'm actually praying it's not Kansas City. Uh, I don't want to see him in Kansas City either. Yeah. I don't. Because I, yeah. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, well, there's a good chance they're going to win it anyway. No they doubt. get him. We all might, we, we might as well just I'm call I'm going to start looking it. at the – I'm going to look at mybookie.com, and I'm going to check and see what the odds are for – the San Francisco, I mean, not San Francisco, but the uh, Chiefs. I know. See what they are now, because if if I put a, a sprinkle a little bit on it now, what good return? No, nah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Roger Goodell to pull a David Stern and try step, to block step it. on in there. <laughs> you know what? Excuse me, uh, I, don't, I can't let that happen. Nah, that. this is about yeah. competitive balance around here. We can't like let that it. happen. Uh, all right, we come back. Uh, we'll get into this Lamar Jackson story because it is the gift that just keeps on giving. We will do that coming up next segment right here on Ball Don't Lie, one on the horn. Don't lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. New theme Thursday. Getting ready for the Sweet 16. Uh, getting ready for those tournament games. And that's why the new theme of the day is about uh, how sweet it is. Uh, songs that are associated with the sweetness uh, because we're getting ready for the uh, round of Sweet 16 games. Been talking a lot about Texas Xavier. We'll get back to that as well. But the NFL, man, it is always the gift that keeps on giving. But this Lamar Jackson story is strange. It is weird. Okay, so, and we won't have enough time to unpack everything in this segment. I'll just give you the uh, the part, the first part of the Lamar Jackson update. So, last maybe last week, but earlier this week, I should say, we threw out there um, the story from Pro Football Talk that there was a representative. All right. From Lamar Jackson's camp, from his whatever his camp that reached out to several NFL teams on his behalf to uh, either spark negotiations or to try to, you know, at least try to figure out exactly 
what teams thought of Lamar Jackson, what their status was in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. We didn't know who that was. <laughs> Patrick had a great theory that <laughs> maybe it was Lamar Jackson using a, a weird, strange voice and impersonating somebody else, trying to see what <laughs> NFL teams thought of it. It's actually not that crazy when you think about it, all right? But now— They want a Zoom call with him, though. <laughs> <laughs> now it's been—exactly. <laughs> you can really you can spoil his plans, expose him. But yeah. now it's been reported by Adam Schefter um, that the NFL PA informed the NFL um, that Ken Francis— who they are identifying, they are saying the person that reached out on behalf of Lamar Jackson as a representative was this guy, Ken Francis. And they are saying he is not a certified agent with the Players Union. Um, and there are rules uh, with the new CBA against play against anyone reaching out on players' behalf who don't have certification from the NFL Players Association. The memo, which was distributed to all 32 teams, reads as follows, quote, as an uncertified person, Mr. Francis is prohibited from negotiating offer sheets or player contracts or discussing potential trades on behalf of any player or prospective player or assisting in or advising with respect to such negotiations, end quote. By the way, so they're basically even saying even Laramie Tunsil's thing is a little bit borderline. Skeptical. That's yeah, why it, they're bringing out the, that's yeah, why they're bringing it out. He negotiated his deal on his own, but had an advisor, as Patrick told us. And yeah. they're saying even advisors actually are against the CBA. But he negotiated with the team that he was already on. So that so kind of, maybe, that, maybe yeah, yeah. that's why it's already yeah, and, I, there. and I think there's something to be said of if the advisor's in the room or if you go, hey, we have this conversation, I go back and tell my advisor, he tells me what to do and go tell him. You can't tell them, no, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. Yeah, you're no, right. I'm sure that right. you can find loopholes in all the way through it. But, um, and then, okay, so now they are, there are basically responses, a retort from Lamar Jackson's camp and from this guy, Ken Francis. They have both responded to the allegation that Ken Francis, and this allegation is by the NFLPA, by the way, that Ken Francis was kinfolk, or he was the representative, doing air quotes here, that reached out to teams on behalf of Lamar Jackson. So we'll come back, and then we'll give you the Lamar Jackson response and the Ken Francis response to the allegations from the NFLPA and the NFL. Oh, it gets wilder. <laughs> I assure you, this is the tip of the iceberg. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into that, Ed Moore, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 Down the Horn.